Hey, if you are here this morning uh, and you're new or relatively new to River Ridge Church, maybe you're watching online and you're kind of new, this is a great morning to be here because we're talking about the vision of the church and where God has us going as a church. Um, And so if you're new, it's really a great opportunity to say, yeah, I'm I'm on board with this. I want to get behind the vision of where God's taking this church. Or you may listen to it if you're new and go, eh, that's not really for me, and you kind of, you know, keep sleeping in on Sunday mornings or whatever else you might do. Um, and if you're a regular here, my hope and desire is that you would be energized about the vision that God has for the church, and also that God would speak to you about the part or the role that you play in the vision of River Ridge Church. Uh, and also, there's maybe a third group of you who are here that maybe you're here this morning and you're feeling just a little bit stuck. You're like, how else can the church help me? How else can I, like, I want to grow, but I feel just a little bit stuck. What kind of, what can I do? And we're going to talk a little bit about that in terms of what Riverage does, but also kind of some new things um, that we're going to be adding and have added. So that's kind of where we're going this morning as far as talking about the vision uh, of the church. So let's pray together. Heavenly Father, I thank you uh, for this morning. Thank you just for the worship and being able to enter into your presence, um, to hear from you. And uh, God, I pray that as I speak that we would each uh, see ourselves in the story that you are writing. Help us to see that. Help us to step into what it is that you want for us. In Jesus' name, amen. So as we talk about the vision of the church, the most natural place to start is with Jesus. What did Jesus say the church is to be all about? And so we're going to look at two passages fairly briefly uh, about what Jesus said. So the first at the beginning of his ministry, his public ministry, and then the the second at the very end. So as Jesus was beginning his ministry, he called some disciples. And this is what he said to them. This is Matthew 4.19. And Jesus said to them, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. That was the original vision that Jesus cast. He said, follow me, be with me, hang with me, learn from me, and I will make you fishers of men. These were, most of these guys were fishermen. They understood that analogy. And I will help you, and you will be part of bringing people into God's kingdom. So that was the initial vision that Jesus called the disciples to, to be a part of, to follow him, and I will make you fishers of men, as he would transform who they were in their lives. Then you fast forward about three years, he lives his life, teaches, heals, gathers disciples, all that sort of thing, dies on the cross, raises from the dead, and then these are Jesus' parting words. This is Matthew 28, 19 and 20. Jesus said, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you, And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. So that's the the vision statement, the mission that he gave the church upon his departure from this world. He said, I want you to go and make disciples. I want you to baptize people. And I want you to teach them to observe, teach them to follow everything that I have taught. It's important to note here that this is what's often called the Great Commission. This is not just a Great Commission or a call or a mission to just have converts, have people become Christians. No, this is for full discipleship. It says, I've commanded you to observe, that they would observe everything. So it's not just converts, but it's a call to discipleship, to make disciples. 
And so we at Rivers, we kind of take those two things and we say, what are, what's kind of our mission here? How does that line up? How does that vision line up with what God said the church is to be about? And so we put it this way. Riverage Church exists to help people take next steps in their journey with God. Now, if you have been around Riverage Church for any length of time, that is certainly not the first time that you've heard it, nor will that be the last time that you hear that, is that we exist to help people take next steps in their journey with God. And here's why I love that is the rally cry for River Ridge. Because it doesn't matter where you are spiritually, there's always a next step. You know, River Ridge exists for that guy who is running from God or that guy that doesn't believe in God says, I want nothing to do with God who is like that. There's a next step for him. This is about the person who's curious about faith. Like, I'm kind of interested in this Jesus stuff, but I'm not sure. This is a, pl- come, a place to come and examine and explore and ask questions about faith. This is a place for someone who's brand new to Jesus. They're trying to figure out, like, why are there are two books called Corinthians in the Bible, and which John is which John, and, and, and how do I follow Jesus, and that type of person. And there's a next step for him or her. And maybe you're here, and you know so much about the Bible, and you've, you've forgotten more about the Bible than some people even know about the Bible. There's a next step for you, and that's why I love the vision. It doesn't matter where you are and how close or how far from God you are, that there's always a next step to be taken. That's the vision of the church, and it fits into what God's vision is, where he says, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, teaching them to obey. That's the vision of the church. But here's a question. What do you do, or what does the church do, when things don't go normally in our world? You know, what happens to the vision of the church when war breaks out? There's a war that's ongoing or just recently broken out in Ethiopia. What do you do if you're an Ethiopian Christian? Has that changed the vision? Or what do you do if you're in a country where there's persecution? You know, a place like China, a place like Afghanistan, the new church, the first church in the book of Acts. What do you do in that situation when you have this vision, but there's persecution surrounding the church? Or what do you do if you're in a country or a world that's going through a worldwide pandemic? How does that change the vision of the church? How does that change the mission of what the church is to be about when there's this virus that's spreading that we can't see and it's causing division and problems and sickness and and all of this stuff? What do you do in that situation? The answer is you do the same thing. Because what I want us to understand this morning is that the vision of the church never changes. The mission of the church doesn't change because something has changed in the world. Now, the strategy might change. How we accomplish the vision or the mission might change. But the vision and mission of the church never changes. Jesus was speaking about the church and what it will look like. And he gave these words. This is Matthew chapter 16. He says, I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I will build my church, and a pandemic will not prevail against it. I will build my church, and persecution will not prevail 
against it. I will build my church and a divided country will not prevail against it. I will build my church and, and you can put anything you want in that blank. The gates of hell. I will build my church and nothing will prevail against it. Because the church is God's instrument to carry out his mission to reach people for Christ. The mission and vision doesn't change. And so as we think about River Ridge Church, and we say, well, what does that look like? How is that happening at River Ridge Church? I'm going to show you a video in just a moment here. Uh, and this video is, uh, it was taped back in June uh, when we had some outdoor baptisms. And some of you were there and some of you were not, but this is kind of their stories and the baptisms uh, and kind of life change that we saw happen uh, that were expressed through baptism back in June. So here's this video. My name is Zach. My favorite Bible verse is John 3.16. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten Son, for whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. My name is Harrison Duggan, and I am glad today to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. My name is Sarah Tudor. I want to follow Jesus to admit believe and commit my life to him. My name is Caleb Walters and uh, I want Jesus in my life and with my mom I prayed the prayer and uh, today I'm glad to be baptized so I can take my next steps with my journey in the Lord. Hi, I'm Andrew Lewis and I'm ready to give my life to Jesus through getting baptized. Hi, my name is Kristen Anderson, and I always believed in God and loved Jesus, um, but as an adult, I found River Ridge, I found a small group, and I grew a lot stronger in my faith. Um, baptism is a topic that my husband and I talk about a lot at home. Um, we've talked a lot about in our small group, and I've wanted to do it, and what better day to do it than in the Canal River. So um, again, I'm Kristen Anderson, and I'm proud today to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Hi, I'm Amber Gall. Um, when I started attending River Ridge, I did not, I knew who Jesus was, but we did not have a relationship. I also had conflicting viewpoints on Christianity based on past experiences I had in my life. We just studied Acts as a church, and Paul, he so boldly proclaimed the gospel and he proclaimed the good news and i want to be like paul i want to be more bold in my faith and i want to boldly take this next step in my journey uh, hi everyone i'm kim nelson um i was confirmed um as a 12 year old um around the same time i um accepted jesus as my savior as lord of my life and i wasn't quite sure at that point what that meant he would show me and the book of acts um just reinstates everything that I believe about baptism when you're a believer that it's really just your next step in following Jesus and I want to walk with him I want to be more close to him and this is my way of doing that is following in his footsteps to be baptized I'm Jonathan Phillips and my relationship with God has not always been something that I paid attention to um, there were some times that I turned my back and he never turned his on me He's blessed me constantly throughout my life, and uh, it's time to show everybody that I'm ready to take my next steps with him. I'm Lauren Phillips, and Jonathan's my husband. Uh, we decided to make it a family affair. Um, we started at River Ridge Church probably about three years ago now, when our daughter um, signed up for Big Kick, and it was the one of the biggest blessings that we've ever had in our lives. And um, 
she was baptized two years ago and she really helped to lead us to this point and I can never say thank you enough to her and for what she's done for our family. So I'm just um, proud to be here today and to take my next step. Hi everyone, my name is Jesse Ware. I was introduced to River Ridge by Jamie Rizzo. I didn't have a decent childhood. Uh, I grew up with parents that didn't care too much for me or about me. I'd say uh, about 13 years old, I attended a church, Southeast Church of Nazareth down in Kanawha City. And uh, Pastor Ollie Parsons uh, led the church there. And he noticed uh, on, a th on a Sunday when I was 13, around 13, uh, I was having a pretty bad Sunday, so he pulled me to the side and spoke to me, spoke right to my heart, and on that day, I accepted Jesus into my life, and uh, I strayed, strayed away from him for a long time and uh, never really listened to him, and then I met Jamie, and it's like every day he, he talks to us, he talks to me, he talks to her, uh, and it's just, it's so obvious, and, and uh timely that he speaks to us and stuff so uh i'm gonna take my next faith or step in, with my faith in him just let him know that i'm listening to him now and uh i love him my name's kevin workman and i'm going to take my next step with jesus and get baptized today jesus christ is so many wonderful things but ultimately love River Ridge Church exemplifies this love. It does this by being so welcoming to those who are seeking God and new Christians like me, by helping all take their next steps with God, and by showing Christ's love to our community. My name is Sydney, and I want to get baptized today because I'm so excited to share and show others that I have finally placed my faith in Jesus Christ. I love um, that video. I've, I've seen it probably a half a dozen times or more, and I just, I love, that's the, that's the vision of River Ridge Church. It's people coming to faith in Christ and taking steps towards him. It's a child who gives his life to Christ. Someone who says, I knew about Jesus, but I didn't really have a relationship with him. Yeah, it's about a family that says, our daughter went to Big Kick, and then she got baptized, and then we decided that we needed to do the same thing. You know, it's a guy that says, I was straying really far from God, but then this church welcomed me in. That's the vision that we're about. You know, and so we, when you, sometimes when you talk about vision, it's like, well, what's next? You know, what's next is more of that. Like, that's what I want to see. I want to see more and more people come to faith in Christ and take their next steps. So let me give you the bottom line for this morning, and we'll just talk about it for about 10 or 15 minutes. But the bottom line is this. When I take my next steps, the vision of the church is fulfilled. When, I, when we take our next steps, the vision of the church is fulfilled. And you see, we saw that in that video, that all of those people took a step of being baptized, but every one of them took a step in their journey of faith, because somebody else took a step that allowed them to take that. That there were moms and dads who shared the gospel. They took a step in their own faith and shared the gospel with their kids, and their kids became Christians. 
And a part of that is there are people who stepped up in our children's ministry and said, hey, I'm going to talk to kids about Jesus. And that was part of their story as well. You know, there was Amber, and she saw people around her taking steps of faith, and she said, I want to take that step as well. I love what Kristen said. She said, I was in a home group, and that encouraged me and inspired me to take my next step. You know, there's a home group leader. Jay is her home group leader. And Jay stepped out. He took a step of faith so that Kristen could take a step of faith. And you talk about Jesse and Sydney coming here to River Church and feeling welcomed. They took that step because many of you took steps in your own faith to be on the worship team, to be part of the group. They said, I felt so welcomed. That's because somebody took a step and said, I'm going to serve on the guest services team. I'm going to serve coffee or parking or whatever it is. I'm going to be a part of the worship team. And so many of you have helped out with Big Kick, right? Teaching kids how to play soccer, pouring Gatorade, you know, lining fields, all that kind of stuff. You took a next step, and that allows the church to fulfill the vision that the church was about. And so I want us to understand that this morning. That what is the vision of the church? How do we keep seeing what we see there? Is when all of us take our next steps and continue to take next steps, that allows the vision of the church to be fulfilled. And so what we do is we take next step after next step after next step. And as we do that, what that does is that produces spiritual maturity in us. It produces spiritual growth in our lives as we continue to take next steps of what God puts next in our lives. Colossians chapter 1 verse 28 says this. It says, Him, that's Jesus, Him we proclaim, warning everyone and teaching everyone with all wisdom that we may present our everyone mature in Christ. That's what Paul says about spiritual maturity, that we may present everyone mature in Christ. And so when we talk about Rivers Church and the vision, what we want is that all of us are taking steps towards maturity in Christ. And so I want to talk for a few minutes about what does that look like? How do we as believers, we as those inside of River Ridge, what does it look like for us to mature? Because when we mature, when we take steps, when we grow spiritually, that causes the mission and the vision of the church to be fulfilled. So the first one comes from this. This is Matthew chapter 6, uh, verse 33. And it says this. It says, But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. So when we seek his kingdom first, when we seek after God, when we connect to God, then that's when righteousness happens in our own lives. And so the first point is this, is connect with God. And we've got a little visual illustration that you can follow along with. Um, and you can kind of see there's that spiritual growth cycle as we do these things and continue to do these things, then we grow spiritually. And so the first is that we connect with God. There are a number of ways that we connect with God. One is on Sunday mornings, we connect with God through the worship, through hearing from Him, through the message that's spoken, whether that's me or somebody else. Uh, you may have noticed that over the last month or so, we've added a couple of elements to our Sunday morning connection with God. Uh, we, did, we had listening today. We did that back in August as well. Um, we've also added what we've kind of called connecting with the historical church and doing some things that have been practices that have been done for centuries and centuries. We've added that. So that's part of connecting with God in maybe a new or different or fresh way. 
The other way that we connect with God is just through our own time with the Lord. You know, it's hard to come on a Sunday morning over a couple weeks without hearing somebody say, hey, spend time with God, pray, read God's word on your own. Next week, we're going to start a sermon series through the book of Romans. I'm super excited about it. I'm a little nervous also because the Rome, book of Romans is a pretty big kind of audacious book. Um, but we're going to give you a reading plan so that you can read along in the book of Romans uh, over the course of, I think it's been about 10 weeks, and just learn from, your, learn from God directly about the book of Romans. As a pastor, uh, there's a verse that speaks to me. I want to share the verse and then kind of tell why it um, speaks to me and then share an application from it. But this is 1 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 10. It says, we pray most earnestly night and day that we may see you face to face and supply what is lacking in your faith. It's that last phrase that really um, kind of weighs on me as a pastor. God has given me the responsibility to shepherd the congregation of River Ridge Church. And so it says to supply what is lacking in your faith. And so I spend a lot of time in prayer and in thinking and talking with the rest of the staff saying, how can we help people to grow in their faith? What is lacking in your faith, and how can I be a part of bringing that up and and kind of supplying what's missing? And so one of the things that we're going to start this fall um, that has to do with connecting with God, it's kind of connecting with God uh, intellectually is the way that I would put it. But what we're going to start doing this fall is we're going to offer a theology class once a quarter. Um, So one in the fall, one in the winter, and then one in the spring, and then we'll evaluate. And if that goes well or went well, we'll come back and do a different one in the fall, winter, and spring. Um, But I want to encourage you, if you're at a place where you're like, I'd like something else. I'm having a quiet time. I'm serving. I'm coming on Sunday mornings. But I'd just like to kind of push myself a little bit more, connect with God in kind of an intellectual way. We're going to offer this class. It's actually going to be, we gave it a big theological name, uh, which is called hermeneutics, which again is sort of like theological seminary insider language. But it's a big fancy word to make people sound smart, uh, which basically means how do you properly study and how do you properly interpret and apply God's word or the Bible to your life. It's that interpretation piece. Um, So if you'd like to be a part of that, it's going to be on Thursday evenings. We're going to do every other Thursday. Um, We'll have a kind of organizational uh, figured out meeting on September 30th, and then September, uh, November, I'm sorry, I'll figure it out, September, October, November, December, okay, September 30th will be uh, the info meeting uh, on Zoom, and then we'll meet uh, starting uh, October the 7th, uh, and then every other week, Uh, and it, and just so you know, like, to give you a fair warning here, like, there's going to be homework uh, between classes, probably two to four hours of homework. This is going to be kind of high-level stuff. So uh, anyway, love to have you be a part of it. We'll give you more information on September 30th. So here's the second circle about, um, that kind of leads to this growth cycle. This is Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24. And it says, And let us consider how to spur one another on to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another. So that's from the book of Hebrews. So the next part is to grow in community, to grow in our relationships with one another, and that's going to serve to push us towards spiritual growth, to love one another well, to grow in our good works. Um, You know, one of the things about church, and when we think about church, we kind of think about like this is church, but church is like whenever God's people gather, that is the church, the people of God doing the things of God. But there's so much in the Bible 
it's going to sound weird, but there's so much of the Bible that doesn't work in church. Okay? So if you look at the Bible and what it says about people, there's all these one another verses. Love one another, pray for one another, encourage one another, rebuke one another, confess your sins to one another, be thankful for one another. I mean, there's all these one another verses. But we don't do a lot of those on Sunday morning, maybe even most of those on Sunday morning, because it's a group of a couple hundred people. That's part of why we have life groups, so that you can meet with a group of, you know, 8, 10, 12 people, sometimes 4, sometimes 15, whatever it is, but you can practice these one another verses in circles as you love people who are part of your life group. Uh, there's a friend of mine, and she was sharing about her life group and how much she loves her life group. I'm like, hey, would you come and, like, come to church and, like, share it on a Sunday morning, or maybe we could videotape you talking about it, and she's like, no, never, ever, ever am I getting in front of a video camera and doing that. I'm like, could you at least write it down for me so I can share? She's like, yes, but barely. But this is what she said, and I just find this so um, encouraging. She said, we've been going to River Ridge now for the past six years, and every year I would hear them talk about small groups. Back in 2019, we finally decided to join a group. I remember the first evening that we met being so nervous, and honestly, I was ready to just skip it altogether. Fast forward to today, and the people that I've met in our group are some of the greatest friends now. We pray for each other, we encourage each other, we lift each other up when we need it. I'm so glad that I had a chance, and I, that I took a chance, and I stepped out of our comfort zone to try a small group. Um, I love those words. And if you're thinking, maybe I want to do a small group, go to the Sign Up For Anything button on the River Ridge website and say, hey, I'd like to get involved. Most of them started either last week or this week, so it's a great time to get involved. Uh, kind of something new that we're going to do under this idea of growing community is uh, I realize it's sometimes hard to grow from a group of a couple hundred on a Sunday morning to 10 or 12 people in an evening or whenever you might meet in the morning. It's hard, it's hard to make that jump. And so we're going to be adding in a number of things uh, over this coming year where we're going to give you opportunities to kind of connect in sort of maybe a mid-sized group in some different ways. Uh, so for this fall, we've got planned kind of a marriage night where you can meet some other folks who are married. We've also got uh, a women's trivia night that's going to be in the works. Um, so just some of those things. We're also talking about doing some things that are geared around neighborhoods, like let's get everybody from Pinch together and do something. Let's get everybody from Fort Hill together and do something. So just some of those community things are kind of coming up on the horizon. Here's the third circle. It comes from Mark chapter 10. It says, For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. And the third one is serve on purpose. That God calls us, and when we serve, that's what God uses or how God uses that to move us forward in life, in our spiritual journey. The final circle is far, as far as, excuse me, as part of this growth um, circle is this. Is, uh, comes from Mark chapter 16. It says, he said to them, go into all the world and preach the good news to all creation. And so the last one is go with hope. Go with hope. If you have, if you've been around River Ridge Church for a while, uh, or you went through Discovering River Ridge, you may have seen uh, the first part of this, connect, grow, serve. But this fourth part of go with hope is new. And it's not new that we just started doing it, 
but it's new in the sense that we want to elevate it and put this out there as helping people to understand what it means to grow spiritually. Um, and and kind of here's why that we're sort of elevating the go, uh, the go with hope is, well, I mean, when we talk about going, we're talking about taking a step out of our comfort zone and doing something that is beyond us that reaches the world. And, and two things happen when we do that. One is that we grow spiritually, but the second is that the world is reached with the gospel. And so that could be going and leading something, leading a small group, leading with high school ministry, leading in some form or fashion. It could be going in that sense. It could be going across the ocean to another country and sharing the gospel. It could be going across the street and sharing the gospel with your across-the-street neighbor. It could be going to a place in Charleston that just you're not so comfortable with and being a part of that. Go can take on a lot of forms. You know, one of the things that we've been doing since, I think, um, maybe June, is these Go Local projects, where we go into the community and we love the community well. That could be your first step into being intentional about going. But there's a whole lot of ways to go and to bring hope to people. And again, the idea is that, and this may be you, maybe you've been around for a while, it's like, well, come to church on Sundays, I'm having a quiet time, I'm in a group, I serve on the greeting team, but I just feel like I need to be stretched a little bit more. I need to do something more to kind of grow my faith, to increase my maturity. And go is more often than not the thing that's missing, the piece that's missing from this spiritual maturity that we're looking for. And there's all kinds of ways that you can go that will challenge you. If you're feeling a little stagnant, a little bit like, hey, I need to go, like, go be a foster parent. It's really hard. You will grow so much by doing it. Go be a part of a jail ministry. There's people who are behind bars, and man, they need the hope that you can take to them. Go volunteer at a homeless shelter, because those folks need hope. Go to a nursing home. Go invite everybody on your street to come and have dessert at your house or a cookout or come to church. There are so many ways that we can go. And when we go, that prevents us from being stagnant. But when we go, that also increases the mission and vision and reach of the church. And so if you're feeling a little bit stuck, step out of your comfort zone. You don't need to wait for me or the church to organize. We're doing this thing over here. We're doing this thing over here. Step out and take a step of faith as you go with hope. So we gave you four things. We put the graphic back up for just a minute. So we said connect with God, grow in community, serve on purpose, and go with hope. And so as you hear those things, what is it that God is tapping on your heart about? What's the next step with you? Because as we've said, as we take our next steps, the church takes the next step in fulfilling the vision and mission of what God has called us to. Because the, the truth is, if we stop taking steps, then Rivers Church stops fulfilling the mission that God has for us. If we just kind of get complacent, like I'm kind of good just doing what I've been doing for a long time, if we get complacent, then River Ridge stops fulfilling the mission. Now, that doesn't mean that God does. God will just use other people, and that's fine too. But we want God to use us and our lives to fulfill the mission that he has. And there's a choice for us. 
You know, we could say, you know what? There's a worldwide pandemic going on, so I'll just kind of wait and hunker down, and when this thing clears, then I'll take some next steps. Or we can jump in right now and say, God has a step for me. And when I take that step, that's going to have a ripple effect on somebody else becoming a Christian or somebody else growing in their faith with Christ.